Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you, or whenever you find yourself listening to this here episode. Welcome back to the Morning Java Podcast, episode four. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning, or whenever you're listening, wherever, in your car, the shower, the bedroom, you know, do your thing. <laughs> um, yeah, we made it. Uh, make sure you're following at Marco Duro Strong on Instagram. That's Marco.Duro.Strong at MarcoBT675 on Twits and at Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash MarcoDuroStrong. That's Marco, M-A-R-C-O-D-U-R-O, Strong. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Wow. We had a lot of uh, unexpected downloads for the last uh, few episodes. I'm really excited that this thing is starting to gain some momentum. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable in front of the mic. I'm saying um less, you know, smacking my gums and my teeth a little bit less, which, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. And I hope to keep producing content that enriches your lives or gives you a little bit of a, of a little pick-me-up or whatever, you know. So... I do this as much for myself as I do for other people because, you know, uh, I care about people. So, moving on. Uh, you know, I'm in my warm-ass bedroom here yelling at the mic like Oscar the Grouch. And I was lucky enough to wake up next to my beautiful wife who made me some beautiful coffee before she left for work. So that your podcast podcast host here, your boy... Marco Duro, Marco Becerra here, could uh, do his thing. A little bit of an update here for the podcast. It's nothing bad, but I am getting a new microphone, so that should be good for some progress, I guess. I am really excited. We got. I picked up a Samsung, Samsung Technologies uh, Q2U USB XLR microphone. Uh, I don't have an XLR interface, so I'll be using the USB port. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the I'm going to run both cables to my boom arm, and I'm just going to leave the XLR there. Actually, that's probably going to look ugly as hell. Never mind. I'm just going to run the USB with some zip ties, and then I'm going to run the XLR once I decide to shell out the money for the interface. Uh, probably the Behringer U2 or UM5 or whatever the hell it's called. I don't fucking remember. But anyways, dude, yesterday went to the dollar store. Dollar Tree, actually, to be specific. The one place where things are a dollar exactly. The other place I think is Dollar General, Family Dollar. And then I forget the other place. But Dollar Tree has things that are actually a dollar. And I found some rippets, which is really exciting because unless you're in a military installation, you're not going to find rippets anywhere. So, you know, for those of you who don't know what rippets are, I'll share a picture of a rippet or the ones I got on my Twitter, probably on my Instagram feed. I mean, uh, my Instagram story, sorry. And you'll see what I'm talking about. For those of you military folks listening, you know exactly what they are. You're probably just as excited as I am. You're probably sipping on one right now. If not, you're probably sipping on a bang, a monster, or um, 
I don't know, Rain. That's the new guy. And uh, what's the other one? I don't know. As you can tell, I'm a big fan of caffeine. I may abuse it from time to time, like, you know, every morning. And yeah, that's kind of what this, that's kind of what this thing was based on, you know, coffee. I love coffee. Like I said previously, I have just about every coffee brewing process piece of equipment here uh, as much as I can keep in a little two bedroom apartment here in the greater Boston area. I was thinking when I was getting ready to do this this morning about how people are always like, I'm from Boston, and this is such a Boston thing. Maybe it's common in other parts of the world where there's like a a big town nearby and you're not actually from it, but you want to pretend and you tell everybody you're from there, even though you're like, you know, you were born like miles away from the, you know, border of that town. But yeah, people here say I'm from Boston even though they're from, like, Worcester, but nobody knows where the fuck Worcester is. And also, I probably wouldn't want to tell people I'm from there anyways, so, yeah, you can be from Boston. It's okay. But I live in a little town outside of Boston called Stoneham. Stoneham, for those of you who are from here. Yes, it's very weird. When I first moved here, I was really fucking weirded out by the names of some of these towns and I did not know how the fuck they were spelled so when people were trying to tell me when as I was getting older people were telling me like oh you know go to this town and I'm like looking on the internet like what the fuck where the fuck am I going is this place made up you know because I would like search how you would spell something phonetically like Worcester you know how would you spell that probably if you, you know, had to take a fucking guess? Yeah, exactly. So you probably spell it like W O O S T E R, right? Yeah, that's what my dumbass thought. That's not how you spell it. It's W O R C E S T E R. At least I'm pretty sure it is. Let me double check that before uh you know, before this goes live. Yeah, W-O-R-C-E-S-T-E-R. How fucking weird is that? Anyways, I think I think I've really liked living here in this little town because it's so close to everything. But at the beginning of next month, I'll be moving, as I mentioned before, with my wife and her doggy. So that's really exciting. Uh wanted to bring up uh, hobbies again, more importantly, my car. And I've been really thinking about the path to modifications on the Subaru. I own a WRX, 2017 WRX, and I want it to still be sensible, I guess, in a way. I want it to still make sense driving on the street because, you know, it's a street car. It's my daily even though I don't really drive anywhere on the daily, but, you know, that will probably change uh, at some point this year. So I would like to have a car that still drives more or less normally and is street legal. So, you know, there's a few things to take into consideration. I mean, I want to make a more power, baby. 
obviously. Shout out James Pumphrey. I want to make more power. I want. I already have all the parts to tune the car on E85. If you're not familiar with E85, it's um, flex fuel. It's made out of it's E85 ethanol. It's made out of corn. So, uh, you know, me just trying to save the planet one horsepower at a time, baby. Let's go. But what a lot of people do is they do coilovers, which, you know, they upgrade the suspension, which is something I want to do. But I also live in the Northeast in New England. So it's, you know, I find it like I'm going to be struggling to, you know, avoid potholes and, you know, salt gets on everything. So I think instead of going with the route that most people go, which is lowering their car, I've been really into lift, lifted cars and not like lifted trucks because I, I do like lifted trucks. I like big trucks, obviously. I'm in the army and I drive trucks. That's my army job. But to own a truck, I don't think I would ever own a truck unless I really, you know, had a real need for it. Like I worked in construction or I am an avid fan of helping my friends move or family move or, you know, like I feel like trucks are a big investment, but you have to make the truck work for you when you own one. I could be wrong. I mean, there's probably people who are driving trucks out there who have never loaded a single fucking brick into the fucking bed, you know. But, you know, anyways. So I was, I've was i been thinking a lot about lifting the Subaru, lifting the, the Rexy, the WRX, the Red Rocket. And there's uh, there's some cool options out there. There's, uh, there's some little spacer kits you can buy that it's basically... You take off your old strut or your old shock and you put a little piece of either plastic or aluminum sandwiched between the shock and the body of the car. Boom. Raises the car like an inch or so. I don't want to do anything crazy, but I really think it'd be cool to have a lifted Subaru just because, you know, it's the north. Like I said, this, I live in New England and, you know, it snows here. There's lots of salt. It gets all over cars. There's mad potholes. I mean, you know, it's just, it's not safe for cars out here, okay? Cars, I'm sorry, cars. New England is bad for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, lifting the Subaru, I, I found a, a nice kit, lifts it like an inch, and I wanted to just give it a nice little lift kit. Plus, uh, when I get snow tires, I can get bigger tires on my factory wheels, and hopefully I can run big brakes on there. I have I bought a set of used calipers from a wrecked STI, and I have to restore them. They're, they're still in great shape. The car had like 90,000 miles on it, I think, or less, but... It's always a good idea when you get used parts to go through them very thoroughly. I mean, I pretty much just I picked them up, paid the guy, threw them in my trunk, threw them in the storage unit because, again, you know, I live in an apartment building, so it's not really a whole lot of place for me to modify cars and work on stuff. So 
Thankfully, I have a balcony, and sometimes I do, you know, bust out the tools and the spray paints and all that shit, and then put everything on the balcony, work on it there. But, you know, it kind of sucks because you have to be really careful. At least the rules of our lease say that if you're doing something on the porch, you have to be careful to not get debris, like, to go down to the other floors, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I've cut wood and stuff there, and, you know, obviously wood chips make it make their way off the balcony because, you know, the weather still exists, no matter how much you want to keep your wood chips in line. But, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm really excited to be moving to a place with the garage, like I've mentioned before. If, um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool, you know, to have a lifted Rexy, lifted WRX, because although it doesn't have, like, the 4x4 features, like a locking diff and part-time 4x4 or, you know, part-time all-wheel drive and limited slip diffs and all that stuff, um, I think it'd still be really fun to have it lifted a little bit. The tires be a little fatter, you know, it would be a little bit higher off the ground, a little bit more ground clearance. So I wouldn't really have to worry about getting, you know, really hitting anything unless I'm stupid trying to drive over curbs or whatever. But, you know, at least when, sometimes when I park at my in-laws house, I'll have to drive over some terrain and, I'd like to be able to do that with a little bit more confidence because right now my WRX is like factory height. So I think that, you know, if, you know, sometimes when I do that, it does scrape and I'm afraid of, you know, damaging something next time that I do that. So I think, uh, I'm probably going to go with the lifted route. Um, I've already done a lot of stuff to it myself, of course. Your boy likes to work on his own stuff because he's paranoid and he doesn't trust anybody, especially with his valuable possessions like a car, which I understand sounds a little vain, but, you know, just think about all the things that your car does that you can't do. Like, obviously, you can take public transportation, but it sucks ass, and you can take Uber, and you can take, you know, the bus, but fuck that. You have a car. And without it, getting to, you know, from A to B suck, kind of sucks dick, you know. Like, taking the bus, especially here in the greater Boston area, it's, you know, it's a mixed bag of the smells that you're going to get, you know. Every every <laughs> every vehicle is different, you know. They all have different smells. Every line has a different smell. Like, you know, the orange line always smells like eggs and farts. Red line, the red line really doesn't smell like much, but I'm sure there are some subway cars of the red line that smell terrible, and the orange line always smells like ass. What else? Commuter rails, okay, because people pay more money to get on there, so you know you're not gonna get people pissing everywhere and puking everywhere typically on the commuter rail. You know, it's a little more expensive, but. Yeah, think of all the stuff your car does that you couldn't do without your car and how much more annoying it would be. So you can understand why I think my car is really important. Plus, when I was a little kid, 
my brother um so i have a lot of siblings just for starters i am one of seven siblings so my mom and dad used to get after it a lot um yeah when i was born in bolivia my parents had were said you know had said we're not having any more kids no vamos a tener más hijos nunca más never Never again will we have another child. But if we do, we'll move to the U.S. so that they can, you know, start a podcast named The Morning Java and entertain all their friends while they're on their way to work. So they decided to move here. And, you know, before then, I lived in Chile for a while. And my brother owned a WRX, naturally. And I fell in love with it immediately because it was loud. It made cool noises. It drove fast, you know. On one trip, we were on our way i think to viña del mar to visit mi abuela and i was like man this car is so fast we stopped by this pastry shop we bought a bunch of fucking nice ass pastries with like delicious fillings and stuff you know and and i was like you know bro you gotta slow down all the filling is gonna come out of the pastries if you drive too fast you know you know how kids think obviously that didn't happen because, you know, I was too busy eating the pastries so that the frosting wouldn't come out or whatever. But, um, oh, also with the new mic, hopefully those peaking noises won't bother you all as much. So I'm sorry in advance. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where my love for the WRX stems from. My brother had one and I wanted one ever since. Uh, I owned an 04 WRX. I think he owned a... Uh, and I think it was in 99, maybe 2000. It was a, it was a bug eye for sure. For those of you who know, um, so yeah, I owned an 04. I drove it for about three years and then it died on me. Uh, I brought it back to life a couple times. The transmission died on me one time and I replaced that by myself after a, a stealership. A Subaru Steelership uh, tried to, you know, rip me off, essentially. Excuse me. They tried to rip me off and charge me, like, you know, I think it was, like, $2,000 worth of work. I brought it in for something. It was making an awful noise. I brought it in for something. I went away for training for a weekend, and then they... You were like, oh, we we did this work. We replaced some seals and some bearings, and it's still making the same noise. So you're gonna need a transmission. And I said, hey, I asked you to replace. Uh, it was a center differential that was broken in the transmission. At least that was my best guess from the hours of research that I'd done about the same noise that other people had gotten. And they said, well, this usually fixes the problem. And then I said, I understand, but I had budgeted for time and labor. Because I'm trying to be an adult and you just fucked with my whole plan because you decided to go rogue and not do what I had asked. Because at the end of the day, I would have been out, you know, a thousand dollars had I, uh, had I been right about what they needed to fix. Right. But they decided to do something else that they thought was better. And I understand that, you know, their dealership, they're supposed to be the experts, but you know, in this case they were wrong i think uh, though we'll never know because uh that transmission is gone and so i bought they wanted uh i think it was fourteen hundred dollars 
for a brand, for a brand new one, or maybe it was more. I think they wanted close to three thousand for a new transmission. They charged me like eighteen hundred dollars to fix it, and then I said, "Yeah, I'll be back in a couple of weeks for that transmission." And then I said, "Fuck that!" Uh, I went online and I bought a Forester XT transmission, which is a little bit different from the WRX. I bought a Forester XT transmission with a rear diff, uh, which you need because the final drive is different. Which all that means is the top gear, the f- top gear at top gear, uh, BBC.UK, whatever. <laughs> the final drive means that the engine is spinning at a certain revolutions per minute and the transmission at sixth gear is spinning at, um, you know, whatever it is, one revolution every five engine revolutions per minute. So the, the rear differential has to match whatever the final drive of the transmission is if not you're going to break the differential so i bought both of those things um on the internet shipped them to my aunt's house which is where i was borrowing a garage out in lancaster and you know i spent a whole week there or a weekend there um i slept there i had a bunch of beers with me and I brought a blow-up mattress. I used to live in this house, by the way, in Lancaster. Uh, so I knew the house. I knew where I was. Um, but obviously it was empty and unfurnished, and you know, because nobody had been living there for years. So I brought a blow-up mattress, beers, my tools, and I just I listened to music. I had the garage door open. I was by myself for like a whole weekend. It was it was awesome. So, yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, oh yeah, let me just, before I finish this, the, that WRX, I lost it to a flood and then I owned a BMW, which we're not going to talk about. Just kidding. I'll talk about it a little bit, but, uh, basically long story short on the BMW is it was great for getting attention. It was awful for my wallet because it just was constantly broken and it was broken before I even bought it and I didn't know because you know I didn't do my due diligence and bring it to a shop and and have somebody look at it you know but if uh if I have anything any tips for y'all car buyers is always uh always have your car inspected somewhere if you're gonna buy it or you know get underneath it and look look underneath you know check for leaks uh run your fingers along get some gloves obviously but you know run your fingers along like where the rear main seal is or like you know see if there's any fluid or if anything is like damp and has a lot of dust sucked to it there's probably a leak somewhere you know check that and uh you know always negotiate no matter what because if you don't negotiate then you know you have to take more money out to pay for things like registration and taxes and all that stuff so yeah make sure you do your research peeps there's a, a channel, a really good channel on YouTube called Chris Fix, and he actually has a whole checklist of stuff that you can you can even print it. He has a website and everything, um, and he has a bunch of – the checklist has, like, stuff you should look for in the car, like do all the windows roll down, do all the seatbelts click, 
you know, because that's something that they can fail you on an inspection for. Um, do all the lights work? Uh, does reverse work? Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes reverse doesn't work on, on some cars and people try to sell them like, like that, you know. So, you know, do all the things work? Anyways, yep, that's Chris Fix. Uh, that's going to be about it for me today. I hope you really enjoyed this uh, episode. Remember to follow at Marco Duro Strong on Instagram. That's Marco.Duro.Strong at MarcoBT675 on Twitter and twitch.tv forward slash MarcoDuroStrong on Twitch. I stream on Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm trying to do Fridays and a couple other days, but uh, being in school makes it a little hard to stream all the time. So I kind of stream when I can. If you want to play games with me or suggest any games or anything I should play, I'm thinking about playing some games in Spanish um, just because I think it'd be fun. I don't, there's probably not a lot of Latinos on Twitch, and I think it'd probably be fun to just, you know, practice Spanish also, um, you know, on the on the Twitch. Um, anyways, I will catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to my voice, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is. And I hope you are, you're safe. Uh, so be well, be safe, and I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. Bye.